0: Hey guys, hello and welcome back to Mommy Jojo Uncut, Mojo Injection, episode 44. I'm Jojo Fraser and I'm here to give you some motivation, some inspiration, something to think about to perhaps start the healing process with decluttering your life. Uh, Mental health is absolutely everything, so I want to challenge you, how is your mental health this week? how are you feeling? How's the happiness levels and the well-being levels? Are you hearing thoughts of doubt and critical things coming in that don't serve you? Are you holding on to opinions of others? Are you holding on to stuff clutter that no longer serves you? Now is a chance to let that go and feel lighter. I am loving these episodes. Thank you so much for coming back each week. Please keep rating us, guys. I'm really excited about this episode this week with the lovely Erica Moore, the founder of Etiquette Tea in Edinburgh. And she's an amazing person. She's also a listener of this podcast. So amazing to have her on it now as a guest. And Erica is so inspirational. She's built this incredible brand. uh, And the tea is amazing. I was terrified making her a cup of tea. Served it in my best china ofs. But yeah, she said it was fine. So going out of the comfort zone, but she drank it all. It was, of course, her brand that I served her. Um, Because it's all about loose tea, uh, loose leaf tea. And it's amazing to hear her story, very inspiring. Um, And we also cover a lot from a mental health point of view as well. So a really fascinating discussion. Finished off with a good old song and dance around the kitchen to release that mojo even more you're going to love this episode. I know you're going to get something from it. So sit back, relax, or if you're running or trekking or whatever you're doing, this is time for you to think about ways you can improve your life, to be inspired by Erica and to be open-minded for what might come up today and what you may need to hear. So enjoy and thank you for being here. Right, let's do this. So welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you today? Great, thank you. It's great to have you here and I've already um, recorded an intro for you but most people will know who you are and your amazing tea. But the first question, a very important one is how is the tea I've made you today? It is your brand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. I am very impressed. So first of all, thanks very much for inviting me along today. Uh, yeah, super excited to be on your podcast because I listen to it all the time. Oh, amazing. I can't believe you've uh, rolled out the good china <laughs> and the glass infuser teapot, and you even had some etiquette tea in the cupboard. So.
0: <laughs> the thing is, you can't pour such nice tea if it's not in China,
1: can you? Well, you can, but yeah, can, it tastes better. <laughs> they do
0: say, now, do you believe that tea tastes better in China? Is the old wife's tale true?
1: Well, I think there is something in it because it's a bit like drinking a nice wine out of a mug. You right. Just wouldn't do it. It would taste different. Aha, uh-huh. I'm with you. So it's. I think it's related to how thin the china is. Okay. How much of how that changes your tea experience?
0: Ah, oh, so we're going with it then.
1: Yeah.
0: I am the kind of live each day like it's your last. Bring the china out, Scott. Complete opposite. So it's quite funny, <laughs> but I, I'm just yeah. Don't put the, the stuff away that you get, just use it. So.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Live each day like it's your last.
0: Yes, I love it, I love it. And oh, there's so much we could speak about. And uh, we, were, we were chatting earlier about purpose and how that ties into what you do. So do you want to just give us a bit of background on how you came about launching this amazing, really well-known brand?
1: Yes. So, a little bit of background, I guess, rewinding to when I was at school and choosing which career to do, Um, I wasn't the most clever person in my school, but I had lots of ambition, so I thought, well, a lame high, what's the two two things I can go for, doctor or lawyer? Did I, that come from, like, influence from someone else, or was just, it just... Yeah, no, influence from other people who didn't actually realise what I liked and what I wanted to do, and, and yeah... It was more external influences, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, growing up at that time. But yeah, fainted at the sight of blood, so chose law, um, and it was yeah that straightforward. So I was a litigation lawyer in London for about I don't know seven years or so. Oh. Um and then just had the whole spending all the money I earned on material things to try and make myself happy, going on nice holidays, but dreading that feeling of going back to work on Monday. Okay. Um so yeah, it was it was all that sort of thing. And being a lawyer, um I had to sit down an awful lot and carry boxes of files up and down stairs and whatnot. So I think just sitting hunched over a desk for twelve hours a day, um, along with a few other things I ended up slipping a disc, um, mm. so I've had a slip disc and a, a neck problem, which um, thankfully I had medical insurance at that time, so um I was seeing lots of specialists and going for MRI scans every <laughs> other. I don't know how many MRI scans I've had. Um, so my consultant basically told me to give up the desk job. Wow. Um but my um the course I'm on now came about really one morning when I was in the bath, Mm -hmm. before I went into work, had a lovely bubble bath and I just had this moment of clarity that life is too short, I could die tomorrow and I want to do something that I'm really passionate about and get up excited every morning. Amazing. So it was that moment I decided, right, that's it, today is the day that I'm going to find what it is that I'm passionate about and I went into work and discovered whole loose-leaf tea Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, tasted some of it, just got obsessed with looking at it on the end, like looking at all the stories and finding out about the history and how much it shaped the world. Mm-hmm. Um, And then from that day on, just completely obsessed with it. Wow. So much so that that night, all in the same day, I had to go out to um, dog racing with work. But I just didn't want to speak to anyone. I didn't want to do anything else apart from research and think about what I could do with tea. Like, why were we all drinking rubbish tasteless generic tea bags when there was this whole other world of speciality tea out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah got home at two in the morning woke my husband up super excited and thankfully he got it he was excited not angry for waking him up at two <laughs> o'clock and yeah that's what that, what started off the whole journey wow so you woke him up and,
0: and said this is what i'm going to do I, I found it i found my thing yeah Wow. Pretty much. And it was like that light bulb moment where you knew. That's
1: amazing. Wow. So from then, just being completely obsessed with it. Um, And originally, I was going to set up Etiquette in London. Mm -hmm. But again, we were up. We're both from the west coast of Scotland, so we were up. Um, one weekend and decided, actually, probably don't want to stay in London forever, so a bit silly setting up a business there, so (laughs) decided on Edinburgh.
0: Oh, what was it about Edinburgh then that brought you?
1: We just liked it, Mm. and we'd both studied in Glasgow, so it felt like a step backwards if we went to Glasgow, so Mm. we chose Edinburgh, did no market research on it, knew one person there. Just loved the idea of living there. Wow.
0: And and recently, was it last week or the, the week before, you had your 10th birthday party here in
1: Edinburgh? That's right, yes. Wow. So We opened actually in December 2008, so it's just over 10 years now, but we've not had time to plan a party since yep. December. It's all been a bit crazy.
0: Oh, that's what happens, isn't it? And the weeks just fly by. So that's amazing. 10 years, you've probably learned so much in that time. I have, yes. <laughs> And that's when we grow, when we make mistakes. Exactly. What would you say your, your kind of biggest lessons since you came here and decided to, to go for it?
1: Um, actually, I think I have realised most of my biggest lessons last year. Wow. Um, really get building up to our 10th anniversary um, and I think it probably yeah, round about this time last year, I was dealing with the prospect of having to renegotiate the lease. So we have a tea room on Frederick Street, um, a shop on Rose Street. Mm. We sell online all over the world and then we've got a trade business, which is the real growth of our business at the moment. So we sell to cafes, restaurants, hotels all over the UK.
0: You're everywhere. I mean, everywhere I go, there you are. And I'm like, yes, nice tea. (laughs) We're
1: getting there. (laughs) Um, So just about this time last year, I was trying to... Start the process of renegotiating the lease on the tea room, and that was probably one of the most stressful things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I really thought I'd have to close the tea room. I didn't think I was going to get a deal. Wow. Basically, it just wasn't happening. Um, but there was a lot more to it than that, which we won't go into. But yeah, suffice to say, it was incredibly stressful, mm-hmm. and I really had to to dig deep and seek a lot of help and advice to sort of get through that and mm-hmm. to to find my way to the other side which i did um and also at the same time i was my the wholesale business was really growing and i was starting to get some really big um really big customers on board yeah but i also realized that i was terrified of that and Mm. it was the fear of failure which is all too familiar to most people limiting beliefs limiting beliefs yeah Mm -hmm. so i had some huge limiting beliefs And I knew I had them, and I read books about them, Uh but I didn't really know how to get over them. Okay. So... I randomly at some networking event bumped into Pinky, who I think you know as well. I uh-huh. know Pinky very well, and thank you for nominating
0: me for the award last week, Pinky. You're very kind because I won it! Woohoo!
1: I know. Congratulations. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the event speaking at the Pinky Night too, and, and in your lovely shop. So, um, so you, you had sessions with Pinky then?
1: So, yes, I had some sessions with Pinky, and she helped me get over some of the limiting beliefs mainly around money and fear of failure uh, and sort of taught me some tools to sort of to take action to get to just not run away and hide from things to actually face up to to things and actually see through those contracts and realize that yes I could I could do it and I didn't need to be afraid of it so that really really helped. Um, and then randomly after that I met someone else who mentioned NLP, So I said, oh, that's really interesting because da-da-da, gave her my story. And she said, oh, I'm thinking of doing a, an NLP course. So I'm now a licensed practitioner in NLP. Amazing. Which I've done it just really so I can um, help myself. Yep. So there's so many challenges that we face every day. And everything starts with your mind. I mean, you can... As you know, your mind can talk you out of everything and mm-hmm. keep you in a safe space. So Our minds can be so cheeky,
0: like so naughty, the things that they do. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's really good to take the time to do something like that. I mean, I've been a wellness geek for years now. The latest thing has just been my eight week. I got my certificate last night for mindfulness. But I think any course like that, that you can go on, explore the mind um. try and learn to silence that inner critic, I mean what did you how long was the course?
1: It was a full seven days okay. which was really good so it was back to back seven days uh-huh. which was amazing because it was time out, the business time away from, from everything so we were all in a little bubble so you could learn everything you've done that day but you were putting it all into practice and a lot of it's subconscious as well so yes. there's lots of it that you just pick up and you you know without having to, it's not like studying for an exam where you're trying to memorise everything, Mm -hmm. you just have to let it sink in and trust the process.
0: Yeah, I like that. So was it overnight as well or was it just the seven? No, it was
1: just the seven full days. So So you would, and, and
0: did you, obviously you would have got loads out of that, were there a few key moments of clarity throughout the week or would you say
1: yes I think each of us probably broke down at least once <laughs> that <laughs> week oh <laughs> a good sign that you're learning <laughs> yeah um yeah just I mean the, the mind is absolutely fascinating I mean, it's something I'm so interested in and I'm just going to keep learning more and more great um because yeah you're I think our conscious mind. It's like 2% of what we can do. I think the subconscious mind is massively important. It's like such a supercomputer. Yeah, it really is. And it can access it's all the old memories as well that you have, So, which often appears appears in different ways to different people, but it often appears as a, an image. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I get images a lot.
1: So you can go back in time if you've got your timeline. You need to check where it is, first of all. Most people are wrapped around their head or they've got all their pasts in front of them where they can see it, so uh-huh. straighten out your timeline, and then you can go back to where things are holding you back and get rid of those images and those negative beliefs. And did you were you able
0: to pinpoint then beliefs that you'd carried with you that were other people's that, that were holding you back, so it wasn't even your belief, it was perhaps a comment someone had made in childhood or something that you thought,
1: hmm. Yeah, there's a bit of that, and sometimes it's quite hard to articulate it or to really rationalise it Yeah. but as long as you've got that reaction to something mm-hmm. um, and you can kind of get over it and, and move on then I think it, it does the same job but particularly rounds about money and limiting beliefs about money, that was a, a huge one for me because yeah. I think growing up I had sort of negative opinions about having lots of money, I thought that's a, a bad thing, not that I've got lots of money but I I saw that as a bad thing, so whenever you would attract money you would end up get getting rid of getting rid of it just as quick, so Yeah. Which is all to do with your belief system, so Yeah, money's a metaphor for a lot of things, isn't it? Exactly, there? yes. But I've then realised over the past year and particularly with Pinky's help, mm. I just could not get it for loving her money when she when we first tried to tackle this uh-huh. <laughs> just didn't understand it yeah. but the whole sort of law of attraction thing and uh-huh. um, just by having lots of money it means that you can do more with your influence or your, your business mm-hmm. and what you've got so it's really sort of getting clear on your purpose and your why Yeah. so I, I want to really grow my business and bring my team along with me and, and, and make a lot of positive changes along the way, but I'm not doing it so I can buy a super yacht or a Ferrari. Yeah. I don't want um, material things. Yeah, a nice holiday would be holiday, good yes, go for that. But. <laughs> I was reading something or listening to something this morning about um people don't, they're not after, a lot of people don't really want to be rich. They want richness. So yeah. it's about spending time with family or having the opportunity to go on holiday and make memories and Yeah, and that to do sort of these thing.
0: things. Like can like emotional things like for me a nice fire is something on my list or yeah holidays or it's more about the feeling though and the people that you're with and how you enjoy that time isn't it yeah definitely rather than just collecting designer stuff all the time or having to have the best biggest house although i do like
1: being by water i love being by water (laughs) i live in portobello right on the sea so amazing amazing. there is something special about being beside water yeah i think
0: so i think
1: have you done a wild swim yeah I've seen you have. Um, <laughs> I, um, one part of me wants to but the other part of me can't even get in a cold swimming pool so I don't think I would do very well.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It certainly, I would, uh takes you out of your comfort zone. I think a wetsuit would make it easier though. That's yeah. from experience. I mean, I've done two now and... I, I might get a second-hand wetsuit, actually, just so I can stay in a bit longer. But. I would
1: do it in a wetsuit. So we do... My um, daughter, my oldest daughter, my husband, have just taken up surfing. Amazing. So they are Where did they do that? Bellhaven Bay. Oh, I've heard that. They great. were there in January, bless oh, yeah. them. They nearly turned blue. It was a bit chilly. Wow. How long did they manage like to stay in the water? They were actually... Better than I hope Better than I thought. Maybe about ten minutes or so. Okay, but good for them. It wasn't really. There wasn't many waves. So yeah, that's the
0: thing. But yeah. you don't know what you're gonna get. But I mean, that's beautiful there, isn't but it? But it is.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: Oh, but see, being in nature, and when I think of your tea, I think of you know the smell. I think of nature because you sourced you sourced some of them from beaches. You were speaking about North Berwick. Tell us a bit about that.
1: Oh yeah, but that's the sea buckthorn, um, the little berries. So sea buckthorn grows wild all over Scotland's coastlines. Wow! It's the little orange berries that you'll find everywhere. So, we were working with Queen Margaret University, and we had a sort of um, I don't know what you'd call it a group of other businesses together, trying to work out how we could commercially forage the sea buckthorn. I love that. So we're still working on how to get it all from Scotland because it's quite. Um, quite a project and it's quite prickly as well so it's quite it really hurts when you're trying to forage it. Good so have you been picking it yet have you had the experience? I tried yes wow. to get enough of it so we need quite a lot so if anyone knows of um, a commercial sea buckthorn supplier in Scotland let me know. Great and what about um, what do you have a favourite tea because you've got so many? Um, It changes depending on what time of day it is okay. in particular but I really love an oolong Okay. Which is between a black and a green tea. Nice. Oolong. I don't know if I've had... Well, oh, it's no. lovely. So yellow gold oolong is my favourite, and you can reinfuse it, so mm. it's just that little self-care moment. Mm-hmm. Brew a pot of it just for yourself, and then you can re-steep it a few times as well, so it oh, can last yeah. you for hours. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, and you get that real earthiness to it. It's a real sort of rich flavour. Um, and because I've seen them making it... Um, in China and in Taiwan and different places. Wow. I know how much love and expertise and effort goes into it. It's yeah. one of the hardest teas to make, so wow. just the whole experience of it. Oh, goodness so goodness. it's not like just getting a tea bag and dunking it in for 18 seconds, which is the average dunk time in the UK. Okay, wow. So it's <laughs> like Michelin star of teas. But it doesn't need to be, it's really accessible and it's affordable, yeah. which is what we're trying to do. We're trying to break down barriers and get people to drink whole leaf tea, whether it's in plastic-free tea bags, Mm -hmm. like our on bags, or loose leaf, which is even better because there's even less packaging and yeah,
0: which we we need to think about that now, and it's there's so much pressure, and it's hard to know where to start. But there's a lot of good work being done. Mm-hmm. Um. So with your your traveling, because you've been to Japan, you've been so you've you've done your research. What would you say you really learned from these trips, and any key moments where you thought, "Wow, I'm so inspired."
1: Oh, lots of key moments like that. But I guess just traveling around to all these different countries, whether it's. China, Sri Lanka, Japan, Taiwan. Just a thing that really strikes me is how beautiful people are and yeah. how you can connect with people over a cup of tea, whether you have the same language as them or not. You can still sit and have a three-hour tea-tasting session yeah. just by expressions and, and whatnot. You don't need to have the physical words sometimes. Yeah, you can just sort of be there, be present, yeah. be still together. And just how... um. Welcoming and friendly and generous people are all over the world. Yeah, particularly yeah. within the tea community is just really um, inspiring and rewarding. Oh,
0: I like that. So the tea communities. What what is a tea? Is it just for people that really love tea? Is it more of a spiritual
1: thing or? Um, just anyone that's sort of in the tea industry. So when we go travelling, whether it's the tea farmers or suppliers or whoever, I've mm. just found yeah everyone to be really friendly and helpful oh, um. but yeah we're trying to to build up as etiquette we're trying to build up our sort of tea lovers we call them our tea tribe so we're trying to get as many people um on board as possible so we can share information and just we have a different sort of wellness events that we run in our concept store mm-hmm. so whether it's mindfulness or um reiki or yoga or whatever we tie it all into to tea and running we do running events as well which we've done before yeah just showing people how to cold brew tea so like caffeine free um, fruit infusions Um, so you can cold brew it and then it's easier than drinking water when you're at a big run yeah
0: we need all that don't we especially long distance the last long distance run i did was last september and it was intense so I took a little break after that. <laughs> I think uh, training is key. Do your training, people. But yeah, I think it's it's refreshing. It's something different because yeah. you have the gin one. <laughs>
1: you can, yes, there's no caffeine and no alcohol. So. Oh, so you still
0: get the it's subtle, subtle uh, tastes, yes. but you don't have to
1: worry too much. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, I've got a secret weapon, which I just discovered, um... So myself and a group of friends from Portobello were um, doing the Rough Runner, which oh, is coming yeah. up in August, which is too soon for my liking. Mm. Um, but we had a little um, planning session, if my husband's listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> Otherwise, we just drank some wine and uh, <laughs> talked about what we're doing. But I did. Um, <laughs> we just launched a new product called Com- Celtic Kombu Matcha. Oh, nice. So it's with a um, really high-end Japanese matcha, but we've paired it with... Ke- with um, Hand harvested Scottish sea sea kelp. Oh wow! Uh, which Mara Seaweed give to us, so we've co branded this tea. Wow! But see that. It's one. got obviously the matcha is really high in caffeine, so it gives you a lot of energy. So mm. I baked these cookies with uh, lots of the kombu matcha in it. Uh, and actually, it turns out they're pretty good before a run, because they give you lots of energy, so you can keep going longer.
0: Oh, I wish i had one of those in September, I tell you. By mile 10, I start to flag 10, 11, and... Your body screaming out, "I can't do it anymore!" But you just have to keep going and put one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good for training as well. You can have that before your training runs.
1: Yeah, that's my plan. Oh. Yeah, cookies before running.
0: I oh, mean. I love that idea. <laughs> oh, we're going to start a new a new trend, I think. So apart from running, how do you look after your, your mental health and NLP courses? <laughs> <laughs> how do
1: I look after my mental health? Um, I guess. And it's really, it's really hard. Obviously, as you know, when you're busy, two young kids as well, mm-hmm. both have, and got your own baby. This company that's everyone. Yeah, she's always shouting at me to do things yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, so I have found I've tried lots of things over the years, but I found NLP really helps. So, um, obviously I've got a, a bad back as well, but over the past year since I've been doing NLP, it's got remarkably better. I have a lot less pain now because before I would just let things build up and build up and build up and I wouldn't give myself, I wouldn't be kind enough to myself to Mm -hmm. stop, recognise it and take a break or take some time out. So now I'm just much more mindful, I guess, and much more aware. So... When I feel my neck's starting to get really sore and it's all mm. I'm starting to hunch over, I no can feel feeling it. All well, no. <laughs> so I'll just remove myself even if it's just for a minute or two mm-hmm. and I'll just go and sit down and I just do a little just a little breathing exercise and go into a little trance, an NLP trance, Aww, which is quite a yeah. good tip. I love and that. just like relax everything from my head to my toes mm-hmm. and get rid of that tension. Okay. And then I'll get really clear on what's the big, what is the one thing that I'm really tense, what's really stressing me out uh-huh. and what can I do to deal with that? What's the biggest thing I've got to do first? Okay. Get rid of that. So just having some little tips and tools like that have really helped me. I like that. And I
0: guess it's so tempting to just keep going and rushing from one thing to the next. Yeah. And that's when, and it's funny what you say about feeling it in your neck and feeling the tension in your shoulders. And you go, oh, right, I don't really have time to stop right now, but I have to. Yeah. My body needs it, my mind needs it. I mean, our minds are more creative um, and we can use our imagination to a better level when we do take that time for those kind of comforting moments. Yeah. But I think something that's really occurred to me recently is just being strict to say, you have to take that time as much as you can, yeah. even when you feel like there is no time. That's probably when you need it the most. It is when it? you
1: need it the most and um, it's, it pays dividends later on and you get a lot more done. Um, but just, which is the benefit of having a little tea break as well, that's another good, mm-hmm. good way to do It's just going boil the kettle and stand there for three minutes while you let your tea brew uh-huh. and just breathe in and breathe out and have that little, just be really mindful of what you're doing mm-hmm. and just I like those that. three minutes can really help calm you down and get you back in the zone again uh-huh. because when you're working from a place of anxiety or you're really stressed out you generally don't make the best decisions mm-hmm. and you don't get as much done because you're working on five different things at the same time mm-hmm rather Mm. than stepping back and being calm. and Not that I get it. (laughs) It's a constant daily battle, but at least I'm more aware of what I should be doing now and I can recognise it a lot easier.
0: I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Do you you have days off? Do you do, like, a digital detox or do you manage your diary in a way where you can have more quality time when you can switch off a bit?
1: Yes. So... Because in Edinburgh we have a half day on a Friday, the schools are only have a half day, so um, that's quite good. I try and have at least Friday afternoons off with the kids. That's nice. But having said that, there is always issues and things that happen, like last Friday we've had power cuts on Frederick Street, so our tea room's been on and off with power, so oh no, all sorts of emergencies like that, which can't wait, so... I do find that Sundays are generally the best for that and yeah. don't get interrupted as much. So I try and have a digital detox and I'll go back to paper books and reading and oh all that kind of stuff. So just trying to be present and get outside with the kids and yeah. go down the coast somewhere.
0: Yeah, looking for um, more herbs and flowers and stuff to forage. Yeah,
1: well, when you take time out like that or time away, you do get the best ideas, I think.
0: You do. It's funny that. So you carry a notebook with you if you, you
1: know, get an idea, and you can write it down. or I have notebooks everywhere. Yeah, yeah I I'm the same. About fifteen strategically placed, and they've all for different purposes. But you can never have enough notebooks, no, can you? no. I love a nice notebook. Me too. And something else I've started doing in the past year is trying to journal a bit more. Uh huh. Okay. How's it work? Really out? helps. Um, I don't do it as much as I should do, but it does help when I need to. So if I've got, if I'm particularly stressed about something or I've got a big problem or issue, I find just writing whatever it is that's in your head just getting out on paper. You can often work out a solution to it or at least a plan of attack
0: that way. Yeah, something about having that space just to write it down, isn't there? Yeah. I've written all my life. I think I must have been a wise child. I used to just sit in my room and write. And I've kept all my journals. That's paying off
1: now, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Oh, I just think it's so good. But then there'll be some people that naturally don't really like writing. So what could they do? If you're listening and you're not a writer... I like the idea of the tea thing.
1: Yeah, tea's a good thing. Or just taking pictures, little images and things is quite yeah. nice as well. But yeah, make a little catalogue
0: of in yeah, I like that idea. So do you how do you find the juggle then as a mum? Do you and, and these kind of critical voices that we hear when we love our work? Because I think there's less guilt now. Um, You know, if you really enjoy working and you also happen to be a mum, big deal, you know, whereas perhaps so many years ago there was more of a taboo on it. But how do you you make the best of both?
1: I think by not trying to... People talk about this sort of work-life balance, but Mm -hmm. to me it's much more fluid, it's much more integrated than that, so... My work life and my home life, isn't completely separate. Mm-hmm. I do sort of merge the two, um, and I have to. So when there's Monday school holidays, I'll often take my oldest daughter into to work with me. Yeah. But she enjoys it, and I give her little tasks to do, That's and great. she'll talk to the customers and help out in the tea room or whatever. I love that. Um, not for the for the whole day, but yeah, for some of it. Yeah. So it's more about work-life integration rather than balance. I, I like think. that, I like that. And I think it is really good for the kids to see that too, isn't it? Well, I think they learn so much that i yeah. have taken her along to um, events and um, trade fairs and things, and she was probably five or so oh. and she's brilliant she's like my secret weapon because yeah. people can't say no to her oh, she's, great. So she's only little so. <laughs> <laughs> she's giving them samples and leaflets and things oh,
0: <laughs> but she that. learns
1: so much because you have to be pretty confident to go out and chat to people and just she picks up her brain is incredible how much she picks up so remember the first time at an event at the botanics in edinburgh and I, she stopped a woman, gave her some leaflets, and she just started spouting all this knowledge about tea.
0: Amazing. So Incredible. she's got the passion yeah. from an early age. Yeah,
1: yeah, she loves it. So we had to do the cookies, I mentioned. They were for a yeah, a magazine we were trying to get her, and I'd, I'd lost the original photograph, so I had to bake the cookies and take the pictures. But we did it as a project because I had the kids too, so... But she was beside herself with excitement that we were taking a picture of something we beat and it might be on a magazine.
0: Amazing. That's so so incorporating
1: cool. it all into... I, I think <laughs> they are
0: really proud of that as well. They're like, oh, some people are going to see this or, you know, look, it, it's, our, it's our... Because it's not just your invention, it's kind of family, yeah. you know, it's ours. It's
1: ours. She comes up with some amazing tea blend ideas as oh, well. Really? Yeah. Amazing. So you could have, like, one... Like named after her or Could
0: something do, yeah. Like that. yeah, I'm trying to do a unicorn one. That oh, well, that would do. That would probably do really well, though, mm, wouldn't it? Yeah. Get to get the little what, girls or guys, and you might have to do a dinosaur one as well, not to gender stereotype. <laughs> but, <laughs> but well, Charlie likes unicorns, but I think Bonnie's more into unicorns. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, though, about the integration. And well, it takes mm. the pressure off a bit. And I remember at my own book launch, and I said to Bonnie, "Do you want to sing?" And she she sang and my brother played piano and she really felt part of the day you know rather than just on oh, getting dragged along to some event you know and she yeah. had the book and she was all chuffed and she was singing her song about inspiring people to follow their dreams and stuff and that was the highlight of the day for me actually seeing her do that because i thought oh wow she, yeah. they're really part of it and they you know it becomes a, mm. a family thing because there'll be a lot of people and i know a lot of people tune in that have their own business and it's that balance between, right, learning to silence the inner critic and the voice of guilt and, and bring everything together and still have a bit of fun. I mean, something for me that helps is music and, and we dance around the kitchen and we have those pockets of time, you know. But um, I really like that point. I think that's going to be useful for people. Another thing we've got into is dominoes, just a, a sort of form of mindfulness with yeah. Bonnie, like playing dominoes at the table. That would go quite nicely with your tea bags. Actually. It would
1: indeed, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, what else would you say? Yeah, we've tried the whole um, family dominoes and we just um, rediscovered the game of life at the weekend, but oh. actually, me and my husband ends up being too competitive and it ends up in a big disaster. Oh, yes. That's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to find another solution, I think. Oh. To
0: that. Mm, what other games are there? There's ch- have you tried Children's Monopoly?
1: Um, I think we've got that actually. Yeah, Peppa Pig one we played recently. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Not tried that one. And (laughs) jigsaws. Do you like jigsaws? Um, I'm not very good at them, but my youngest is weirdly good at jigsaws. See, so, I find that quite therapeutic. Oh no, I find them quite annoying. Okay. Yeah, you have to, you have to have things, back up things that you enjoy.
0: Mm. Like dominoes, I think goes back to childhood because my dad lost his eyesight. He could play dominoes with me because he had the ones from the blind school. Work mm. with the dots. Um, so that's like a really happy memory so I think when we get these things in our head what you were saying earlier about what the mind remembers yeah so you've got
1: associations and feelings linked to that
0: yeah and then what which traditions you want to carry on Um, a big thing for me is I love eating out as a family but Scott doesn't share the same passion because he doesn't have as good memories of being out in restaurants whereas I just have really happy times of like eating and, and being out together but I think that's Really important to take that time to go out and try new places and less to cook. You know, some weekends. Oh, I'm all for eating out. So. Yeah, i I think it's something I'd like to do more of. And there's more kind of um, like mindfulness, like mindfulness coloring
1: and things like that. Yeah, I think it's gonna.
0: There's gonna be even more of that.
1: Yeah, I think the whole market in in mindfulness and um, stress and stress relieving products, whether it's particularly for children. So. Whether it's the squishies, which seem to be everywhere nowadays, or yeah. the little fidget spinners, you call them. Ah, fidget spinners. I've not seen those. I haven't. think they've, they were a big craze last year. But, yeah, it's all about squishies now, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, I know. The kids do like a squishy. I remember my dad, he'd have a stress ball, and he would sit at his desk and, yeah, uh, and kind of. Um, so, have you, do you notice in the cafes and stuff, people on their phones a lot, or do you think it's slightly different with the, the approach you're taking with tea? Are people more in tune with each other?
1: Well, I think one of the joys of having tea, particularly when you're sharing it with somebody else, is it's a real chance to connect properly with somebody, because you're pouring the tea, you're looking at the timer for it we serve all our teas with little timers. Oh, I love that. And then it's the whole act of uh, sort of sipping your tea and and savoring it while chatting and making connections with somebody. So yeah, it's not something I've ever been consciously aware of, but I will be from now on. But <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think there's there's less phones.
0: Yeah, because yeah. there's some places that actively encourage people to put the phone away and um I, I think there're probably places where it's it's harder and it's you know i think in the restaurants i've been in there's probably some that are more that way i think the vibe of yours is slightly different a bit more mindful with the brand and everything but yeah it's certainly a problem like i've spoke, spoken to people that wanted to put boxes out to put the phone in and take them yeah <laughs> and there's new guidelines now saying you know, as parents, we need to be better role models. We need to put our phones off the table. Definitely, yeah. Um, I mean, I
1: hate seeing that when you go out for dinner and there's three-year-olds sitting on a, an iPad or an iPhone. and Yeah, it's hard. We did... You can understand because it's really difficult with yeah. kids sometimes, but we need to try our best, I think, to avoid that. And yeah. Actually talk to the kids and find yeah. out what's going on with them. And if you can try and have a conversation... I mean
0: there's been times obviously in desperate need when the kids are really playing up and they're going to run away then if that will keep them still granted that's what you have to do but thinking back to my own childhood it was more about banter around the table and just we didn't even really have the colour in things I can't remember that just no it's just
1: learning to amuse yourself if if kids are allowed to get bored you'll be amazed how much they can use their imagination and play with Anything, yeah, like a knife and a fork, and they can have a dinner party and make it all up. It's incredible what they can do. Yeah, I think we need to use our imagination more, don't we?
0: And they were saying that kids today that they're not they're they're not as clever um, because they're on the screen so much, so they're not as creative. They're not playing music as much. A really good tip I heard, um, someone was saying, you know, they negotiate, so they say, right, you have half an hour on your piano and then you get 20 minutes on the screen. So they have to play, and I thought, I'm gonna use that with Bonnie, actually. Mm -hmm. She started lessons, but yeah, you you have to negotiate it because it's, oh, I think it's one of the hardest things. And certainly when you have your own business as well, it's so easy to be able to pass on the screen and say, right, Enjoy yourself. I'm yeah. gonna, and, and you kind of like, you, you need that distraction sometimes, but it's just about balance, isn't it? It's about finding that balance. Yeah, definitely. It's
1: hard. I think a, a good place to start, if you can, is around the dinner table. Just having a, a ban on screens at the dinner table and try and yeah. make that 30 minutes where you just talk to each other. Yeah. It'd be a good start. I think,
0: yeah, I think it's making it manageable for people rather than saying, right, we need to put all our phones away. Um, it's small steps as well, isn't it? Because I sort of built up to, so it was off the tables and then it was like, right, we're going to, we built up to a half-day detox and then it was putting them away, but even I could feel my hands, oh, I need to be doing something. Mm. like I'd, um, I wonder what's happening. And yeah, it's so addictive. So addictive, crazily addictive.
1: And I think one of the biggest problems now as well is the blue light that comes from all these screens. So if you're doing it too close to bedtime for adults or children, which, yeah, I'm quite guilty of myself. So I'm trying this week, my goal for this week is to try and not look at my screen from about nine o'clock at night. It's hard, isn't it? But it's hard because... Yeah.
0: sometimes I stick to it and sometimes I'm like I'll just have a quick peek but I'm going to really really try or like read a book as you we were saying, go back mm-hmm. to paper mm-hmm. books, I've not completely got the phone out of the bedroom yet I've not got an alarm clock
1: me neither but I might do that this week and <laughs> I just realised you can put your phone on do not disturb but allow certain phone calls to come through oh, right. that was always my big thing cause I couldn't relax thinking well, what if so and so calls or what if the alarm goes off in the yeah. shop or whatever I know it's that peace of mind,
0: isn't it? And if you've got slightly higher levels of anxiety like me, although we're we're working on it, we've come a long way the past few years. And what you were saying about, you know, working out, it, going back to those memories we have and and something that's really come up in mindfulness for me is just a, a sort of refresher of why we're wired certain ways and things that have happened in the past that you can let go of and you can go, right, that doesn't serve me anymore. Yeah, It's time to get the mojo back and just feel a bit lighter. Did you feel a lot lighter at the end of those seven days?
1: I felt like a completely different person. I was much more calm, Mm -hmm. much happier, just able to see a lot clearer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was... I learned so much last year, but one of the biggest things was when I was faced with the prospect of having to close the tea room. Yeah, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of stress, but it was only, it was during the festival, and myself, my husband and two kids were in, were having afternoon tea. Nice. It was, I think it was a Saturday or Sunday. It was really busy, the staff were being amazing, all our customers were... Having a fabulous time. Everyone was taking pictures of their afternoon teas, mm. and then they brought our afternoon tea out, and I just burst into tears. Oh, no. And obviously, I couldn't tell the staff what was going on because it was all still confidential. Oh. But it wasn't really until that point that I think I appreciated what I'd, what I actually had. Yeah. And yeah. like, the the tea room is um, it's got lots of attachments for me, and a lot of it was stress and worry and. Mm-hmm anxiety and worrying about what everyone else thinks. Mm -hmm. So there was a whole lot tied up in it. So it was quite an emotional time. Um. So, yeah, it was just going through all that that I really learned to actually really appreciate what I've got and not compare myself to other people as well because part of me is really frustrated because my business is is growing, it's growing really well, but Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated that I want to do more, I want to go faster, but then I have to remember... I've had two kids in the meantime exactly cut yourself some slack yeah can't compare myself to to everybody else I know but that's what we do but your product is so unique and
0: it's your you know it's amazing it's amazing thank you Mm -hmm. reminding yourself of that isn't it Yeah. daily pep talks
1: yeah exactly so I guess yeah appreciating what you have so now thankfully we've managed to renegotiate the lease and we've just refurbished the tea room, as you know. So. Oh, happy days! Oh, yeah, it's good, and now I can enjoy it. And I go in and I see our regulars and how brilliant our staff are, and happy faces. That's so nice. So I can enjoy it a lot more.
0: Oh, I'm really excited to see what the next 10 years brings for you guys. Yes, me too. <laughs> oh, exciting. Um, well, that's been amazing. Really, really interesting. Loads of takeaways for people too, and inspiration. And you know, if you are sitting at a desk thinking, oh, I'm not happy. There you go. That story is yeah. really...
1: Put the kettle on, get a notebook,
0: <laughs> start a plan. <laughs> I love that. That is just such a nice story. It's amazing.
1: So yeah, That's what we're trying to do is to encourage people just to take those little moments through a cup mm. of tea yeah. to first of all sprinkle a little more joy in your everyday life but second of all to take that moment to live life a little bit more on purpose and yeah. don't do what I did and waste the first half of your life doing a career that you're not actually enjoying and is not serving you yeah that's amazing
0: there'll be a lot of people that relate to that um so in a conversation i had last night on the mindfulness course and i was speaking about lawyers and there was a doctor and um you know the the pressure but they didn't even really want to be in those in those roles you know it was a Mm. sort of For other people, because there's such great status, you know, roles, sounds so impressive. But if you don't love it, and you're not immersed in it, then you're not living your purpose. That's really, really bad for your mental health.
1: Completely, yeah. Really bad. It really helps to um, think about your funeral as well. Mm -hmm. If you die tomorrow, what would people say about you? How would you think your life went? And backwards from there, that really helped force me to take some action.
0: And would you say you're a sort of better person for it, like a nicer person for like living on, with your purpose?
1: Definitely, I feel like I can um, be myself, and mm-hmm. I really have such a strong feeling of that moment, my very last day at work when I resigned. Mm -hmm. And I went to the pub afterwards and people were just commenting on how different I looked. Really? And I just felt I could finally really be myself. Love that. For the first time in years. The person
0: you were meant to be.
1: Yeah. Oh, powerful stuff.
0: Mm. Oh, wow. Right. Thank you so much. We're going to put some music on and
1: dance around and release the mojo. What song would you like to go with? So it was Mumra. Mumra. She's Got You High because it's the only, well I love everything from the 500 Days of Summer album um, but that was the one with the lowest um, voice because I really can't sing. (laughs) Oh,
0: I always say we can all sing, we all have a voice um, and singing is for all of us. You don't have to do it in public, you can just just make sure you're turning up the tunes around your home. Um, and using music because it is a gift and it certainly lifts my spirits and I use it all the time to perk me up and sort of fake it until I make it some days, especially PMS, which is due quite soon. (laughs) Um, So I'll be playing even more music over the next few days.
1: (laughs) That's quite powerful.
0: (laughs) Great, that's been amazing. Let's get that tune on and thank you so, so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you. got you high well she's got me high on tea lovely leaf tea She's got you high and you don't even know yet She's got you high and you don't even know yet The sun's in the sky, it's warming up your bare legs You can't deny you're looking for the sunset She's got you high and you don't even know yet She's got you high and you don't even know yet It's just a time before it leaves without you have you lost your mind? She's she taken oh, over? Good easy. lyrics! That's yeah, good, isn't it? I figured love would shine through We've lost romance, this world is turned to see through Open your mind, believe it's gonna come to you. Romance alive and hope she's gonna tell you Yes! Let me hide back coming up Oh though. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the preparation! <Fred laughs> you! <laughs> <laughs> Figured love will shine through. We've lost romance, the world is turned to see through. Open your mind, believe it's gonna come through. Romance alive and hope she's gonna tell you. Yes, yes, rock. She got you high. Even though yeah. she she's got, got you high, high, and you don't, don't even know yet, the sun's in the, the sky, it's gonna be ending. He's gonna die fine, and she got you high. Yeah. She got your
1: mind, believe it's gonna come to you. Moments alive, and
0: hope she's gonna tell you.
1: Yes. Jackie
0: harmony, bet <laughs> <laughs> Shine through. We've lost romance. This world is time to see through. Open your mind, believe it's gonna come to. Romance alive and hope she's got you
1: We've lost romance,
0: this world is time to see through. Open your mind, believe it's gonna come to romance alive and hope she's got you. well Open your mind, believe it's gonna come to romance, alive, and hope. She's to too She's, She's gone too high. Change! Smashed it! Yes! <laughs> Boom!